Right, let's talk a little bit about interviewing. Um, we're going to do an overview, and I'm going to just kind of split this lecture up uh, with three terms. It's important for you to know uh, if you've had a previous media production class, you probably know already. Uh, but this idea of pre production, production, and post production. So, pretty much any sort of media project, whether it's a podcast, a video, um, a, a photographing an event, uh, even doing a major feature film, there's always going to be this process of planning and pre-production, you know, so that the production itself flows as smoothly as possible. And then after you shoot, there's always an editing process uh, that is is going to have multiple layers depending on the type of project. So once you get really used to this idea and these terms of pre-production, production, and post-production. So with pre-production, um, you can see that there's a lot of work that goes into a media project before you hit record on whatever the device is, you know, whether it's um, uh, an audio recorder or a camera shutter uh, or, you know, s start on the video. Um, and the very first thing that I want to recommend that you do is to set goals. So if we're sp thinking specifically in the context of interviewing, Setting a goal looks like, what do I want to get out of this interview? Um, is it, I want to have a successful podcast? I want to interview someone that people will want to listen to. Is it, I want this person to be able to tell their story. Uh, they're, they're, this is a person that represents uh, a group or, or just them as an individual. They have not been heard. I want them to be heard. Um, the goals uh, might also kind of overlap with the format and the scope, right? So, like, with format, you want to think about, like, is this all about a back and forth? Is this much more about the interviewee than it is about me? And therefore, like, maybe I've got five questions, uh, but they're going to take long amounts of time in answering those questions. And so what the podcast will eventually sound like is just little bits of me talking and long bits of that person talking, right? Um, am I doing almost the opposite? Am I looking for really just sound bites from this person, but I'm not asking them to give it to me in sound bites? Like I might record them for an hour and I might end up using five sentences from that hour. And just weaving them in my podcast. And as we listen um, to podcasts that involve interviews but are more narrative and storytelling, they're not just the long form interview. You'll you'll see that when you, when you start getting little clips of like one or two sentences that a person said, you should realize that that person might have been interviewed for thirty minutes or even an hour, and that just those little clips are what were used. And so that's important to know going into it when you're trying to identify what is the format that you're going for because it's going to drive how you conduct the interview. Uh, the scope can refer to a lot of things. Scope can refer to what are you going to cover, right? If you're interviewing somebody that has a story that's any kind of like public interest or has any kind of a sensitive nature, it's probably going to be a really good idea to get um, involved with them uh, early to say, like, here's what I'm going to ask. Here's what I'm not going to ask. Are you comfortable with that? 
right? You don't want to spring something on somebody. But it's also as practical as here, this is going to be a 15-minute interview. I promise I won't go over that time. So that way the, uh, the person that you're interviewing can schedule their day around what you've told them as far as the scope, right? As far as the time uh, the, of the scope. Um, you also want to do significant research before you go in. Um, now, this uh, entry-level assignment that I'm going to have for you this time, uh, your research is basically being done by one listening to this lecture right getting a primer on interviewing so you're not coming into this completely blind then you'll also want to make sure that you read the assignment very carefully so that you know what you're supposed to do you'll want to make sure that you've watched the explainer video so you'll know how to set the technology up correctly so that everything works so you don't waste your interviewees time by you know not having things working correctly um, but going forward and as you work on your podcast for this class and really as you you know work on your interviewing skills in general google the person read everything that you can just available online about them you know look at the the pictures that they've shared on their instagram um if you're talking about a particular issue with a person learn more about that issue it's not like often you're you are interviewing them as an expert so you're not expected to be the expert but you want to at least be able to talk about something enough that you can ask, like, you know, good questions, right? So do your research. Um, that's an important part in preparing for any interview. I kind of alluded to the next one, controlling the recording environment. Like, you are the expert as the interviewer in how this is going to run. Okay, so I'm giving you um, a, a, an easy assignment where we're just practicing with each other now um, so that you can get some experience with that. Um, but there's all sorts of things that are going to come up. Like you need to be able to coach your interviewee on how to speak clearly, um, how to use whatever technology they have to make their part of the recording sound the best. You, of course, need to have your stuff all like set, like you need to be in a quiet environment. You need to be make sure that you had your headphones or, or your microphone or whatever you were going to use available. If you've got a dog that likes to come in and bark, that you put that dog in their crate or whatever. Um, you know, that if you know that every day at noon the mailman comes by and rings the doorbell, that you didn't record schedule the recording at noon. Whatever it needed to be for you to control the recording environment. Pre-screening and coaching is the conversation that you have with your interviewee, okay? So in certain contexts, journalistic contexts, there might be very little coaching, right? Because you're trying to get accurate answers out of someone. And in certain journalism contexts, you're actually trying to press that interviewee. And you might even be trying to not, not trip them up in an unethical way, but trying to get them to admit something on the record that, if they weren't asked in a certain way that they might not, you know, they might be more guarded about. For the most part, it's very unlikely that we'll be conducting those types of interviews for this class at all. Okay. Um, so it's going to be very appropriate to one pre-screen. That means that you do your research beforehand, that you make sure that the person you're interviewing is, has some knowledge of what they're talking about, that they feel comfortable, um, and, and also that you um, have covered with them what they're comfortable talking about and what they're not. 
Um, but then also to coach them. And coach them involves like, could involve you telling them exactly what questions you're planning on, on asking, giving them the list uh, ahead of time so that they can kind of think about their answers. Um, uh, but coaching can also relate to here's how to speak clearly. Here's how to control your recording environment if we are recording remotely, as most of our recordings will be this um, uh, at this point in time. And then lastly, you need to obtain consent. Um, I've got a simple um, online form that we're going to be obtaining consent with for the uh, short interview assignment. And then I'll be having ongoing conversations with each of you about what the right way to obtain consent is uh, for your podcast projects. Um, we uh, will talk, we'll go more in, in our guest lecture uh, this week um, about different types of interviews, but uh, the basic types are structured, uh, which means that you every single question that's going to be asked, you know what question you're going to ask, and you ask you're just basically going in a, in in order in a list. Um, an unstructured interview would be the exact opposite. The, the, you don't really have hardly any questions in mind. You're just going to sit down and wing it. Um, the uh, semi-structured is kind of anywhere in between those two extremes. Um, but in general, a semi-structured interview is like you, you had questions, you're prepared, but you're flexible to go as the conversation leads. Um, for this class, uh, the first, our, our short assignment is going to be completely structured, and that's on purpose because I, I want to take some of the guesswork out for you and to make it easy, relatively easy, to follow the right format for the assignment so that you can just get some practice in the actual doing of it. Um, in general, most good interviews are going to be semi-structured, right? That you, The host is going to be preparing, but it's not so like formulaic that it just feels like you're ticking off a box. Like you're, you're giving the person who you've invited to speak, presumably that because they have something interesting to say, that you're giving them the freedom to say what they have to say that's interesting, right? Unstructured interviews have no place in this class whatsoever, okay? There's no reason for you to ask someone to be interviewed and you're not going to do the work of pre-production to prepare. Um, so, you know, let's be really clear about that up front. An interview guide is, uh, can be a lot of things. In a structured interview, an interview guide is, a, a, you know, a list of questions. Let's say 10 questions. And you can have a, even a little checkbox right there and you can just check them off as you go. Um, more realistically, an interview guide is going to probably have the first few questions, the introductory small talk questions, are going to be scripted, are going to be structured. And then they're going to get more open-ended as you go on. And then there might be some spaces in there where, you know, we'll just see where the conversation goes. And then usually at the end, you're going to have something that like gives the person the ability to just give their own open-ended feedback. But the level of detail in that interview guide is really going to depend on is this a structured interview or is this more semi-structured and just where on the scale, on the spectrum of that, does it fall. And I'll be working with you, you know, to develop your interview guides 
uh, for those of you who are going to be primarily relying on interviews uh, for your, your main podcast projects. Uh, during production, uh, one of the number one keys that you maybe have heard in some of your other media production class on time in the media industries for, for you as the producer is late. Okay, so if you have scheduled that interview for noon on a Monday, you should have been on your computer getting things set up at least 1130. Just double checking, making sure the internet's working today, making sure your mic works the same way it worked the last time, double checking the links that you sent, going back over that interview guide, going back over the material that you researched online to, so it's nice and fresh in your mind, double checking the pronunciation and the spelling of the interviewee's name, making sure that you know their social media handle so you can give them that shout out. All sorts of things like that. Like if if that if it's scheduled for noon and you don't sign on until eleven fifty nine and you're just kind of slapping things together, that's going to translate to the interviewee. That that's how seriously they're going to take it, and it's going to translate into the final product. So on time is late. Be early. That segues into keeping your guests comfortable, right? Like your guest is going to be more comfortable if they can tell that you have you know what you're doing and that you've put the time in and you're taking this seriously they're also going to be more comfortable if you've coached them beforehand and if you put them at ease if you make them feel comfortable in the way that you conduct the interview now that part of it is really you know something that you only get by experience and that's why we're having some um you know some opportunities to get experience early um, but you need to keep that in mind that your guest is going to be uh, able to give you their best when they feel the most comfortable. Um, we talked about testing out the technology beforehand. Once you get the guest on the line, you, if, if possible, um, and our current setup for this class will allow this, it's a really good idea to record a short, you know, let's say 20, 30 second segment of just chit chat, then stop it. And if your guest doesn't mind just pausing for a moment, let you check that and make sure that the process is working, right? Make sure that on both ends the process is working. Um, that That is one of the reasons starting with small talk can really be good. You don't even have to record all of the small talk at the beginning, uh, but you can, and you can take that out in editing later. Um, with an interviewee, again, if you have asked someone on to be interviewed, ostensibly they're interesting enough that they're worth listening to. So make sure you let them speak. If you ask them a question, don't cut them off, right? You, you can chop it down if it's going too long. You can chop it down in editing. But you need to honor your guest's time by, if you've asked them a question, let them answer it and let, you know, don't speak over them, right? Um, if, some, if they say something that's not clear, if it's not clear to you and you've already done some research, it's definitely not going to be clear to your audience. So ask for clarity. Asking follow-up questions is one of the best ways to get the most out of an interview. Ending open means the last question that you ask should almost always be something like, is there anything else that you want to say or that you want to add? Um, that gives you the ability to... You know, let the guest talk about something that maybe you didn't think of to ask. And again, like if they end up coming up with something that could fit with an earlier question, then in editing, you'll be able to do that. That's great. Um, 
And uh, also consider your promotional needs while you have the guests on the line. Do you need a little soundbite for social media for promoting the show? Is there a certain phrase that you want every guest to say so that you can use that in you know, your bumper or you can use that um, in the way that you promote the show? Um, you know, is it, do you need them to uh, send you a, an approved headshot of themselves? Uh, or to send you their social media links. You know, make sure you cover that uh, um, while you're while you have them. You know, while you have them on the line. Uh, last, we'll talk about post production. Um, we'll learn a lot more about this as the um, you know class goes on. I don't expect you to be experts in editing at this early stage. Um, but the, some of the things I want you to keep in mind: uh, first and foremost, you have to edit ethically. Okay, podcasts that just put up a, an entire interview start to finish with no editing are you know sometimes it can be pretty good and engaging um if if the host and the interviewee were um were good at what they were doing but in general you're going to be editing at least a bit right you're going to be cutting out some um some awkward pauses trimming the the beginning and the end um but if you're doing even more than that if you are getting down to the level of you're just getting the sound bites you have to make sure that you do it ethically, right? Like you can't edit it to make somebody seem like they were saying something that they weren't. Um, you know, that's that that's a, a journalistic sensibility. Um, <clears throat> you can script an intro, and this is very common. Like it, maybe you have a thirty-minute interview, and and for the most part, besides cutting out a few awkward pauses and ums, and you know the the one time that the dog barked or whatever you're pretty much just going to play that interview straight through. But to set it up, you might, like after the fact, you might pull out the main points that were discussed and script something that you as the host read in 30 seconds or a minute that plays before the interview. So it gives the audience a sense of what's going on. Um, you can encourage feedback throughout the process, especially from the interviewee. Um, that is tied in with the idea of confirming before publication, which is something that you should ask for um, in this class. You should ask for when you obtain consent. Do they want to hear what you edited before it's published? Um, and they can choose to opt out of that. Um, in journalistic circumstances, like beyond the scope of this class, you don't have to do that. It's not that legally you can't publish without somebody's you know, uh, signing off on every word if you, you know, it, but we're, we're going over and above what the basic legal requirements are. It's for this class to make sure that our guests feel, um, you know, 100% comfortable with what we put out. And so the last thing I want to say is that interviewing is a science and an art. Okay. We've talked about some of the science parts in this lecture. Some of the things that you can control for, that you can plan for. But really, there's no substitute for experience. That's why we're doing something easy to, to get some experience under our belt to get started. And I look forward to um, helping you uh, build your art of interviewing uh, as the semester continues.